This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to That Mill Podcast, the Mill Podcast 2023 review. With myself, Omar, uh, I've got Dan to my right-hand side, left-hand side. Hello, mate, how are you? Evening, mate. Very well, how are you? Very well, thank you. And we've also got Mr. Stephen Jones. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you boys well? Living the dream. Um, so today's concept for any listeners and people watching on YouTube, we're going to discuss 2023 as a whole for Millwall. Obviously, we're in January now. Um, we're in the second week of 2024. It's the appropriate time to look back at the year that's just been by, discuss obviously fixtures, results, and anything in between, including transfers and key talking points for the three of us throughout the season. We're going to go in kind of order to start off the show and get to the end. And then at, at the end of that, we're going to be picking our topics of conversation with regards to best goals, best player, worst player, the worst business the club might have done, um, and all various topics, which obviously we want your interaction, comments and views on in the comment section below. So and also, before before you move on, Omar, there will be polls on Twitter asking you, you to vote on our three choices. We're going to make a choice for each section and we're going to leave polls on Twitter for you guys to go and vote on and see who you agree with the most. You heard the man. Make sure you do it. Um, right. So let's crack on and get straight into it, chaps. I want to start off with January as a whole um, and obviously talk you through the results of January for Millwall in 2023. First up was a 3-0 victory over Rotherham on the 1st of January, New Year's Day to start off the year. Probably couldn't have got better than that and then proceeded to get maybe a little bit worse, I suppose, uh, with a 2-0 defeat away at uh, home to Sheffield United in the FA Cup. Another third round defeat for Millwall. Um, I, I'm interested to see when was the last time we got past the third round and I'm sure Dan will tell me. When was the last time we got past the third round of the FA Cup? <laughs> what is, uh, from memory, I think it's 2020 when we beat Newport 3-0. That's um, when memory jumps out to me, but obviously I don't really remember the COVID season, so we might have done it then. Yeah, I think we played Boreham Wood actually that year as well, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah okay, yeah, now we're right, there we go, we nailed it. <laughs> yeah, see, between us, mate, we got that. Um, we then lost 1-0 to Middlesbrough on the 14th of January, uh, followed up with a 1-0 win away at Cardiff City. Um, great day out that was, actually, for what it's worth. And then that was the end of the month. Obviously, with the FA Cup, there was no fixture at the end of the month, and that was a short January. Chaps, uh, Dan, what's January talking points for you? Anything that sticks in the memory or anything that kind of stands out for you? Um, I mean, it was such a long while. It was literally a year ago. It does feel a very long time ago now as well, to be completely honest. I think, obviously, the Cardiff the Cardiff game, well, I know it was obviously a bit of a scrappy goal from Tom Bradshaw to win the game, but um, that felt like a proper Mill performance that day, the way you kind of have to 
dig deep, get three points out on the road. So I think that's probably the, the highlight of that month, to be completely honest with you. Obviously, beating Rotherham at home, I know it's obviously a fixture you expect to win, but given our record, I'm sure we'll touch on some of these games a bit later on um, as the season progresses. It's obviously good to get a win, and we did that in convincing fashion. Um, obviously disappointing with the FA Cup. It feels like our, our affinity with the FA Cup seems to be shrinking as as it goes on at the moment. Obviously, we're doing this in the midweek just after the Leicester game as well. But it does feel like Mill's affinity with the FA Cup seems to be disappearing a little. It does indeed. I mean, Stephen, I think obviously I agree with Dan. They're obviously, the one that win away at Cardiff, Bradshaw did score a scrappy goal. It kind of, for me at the time, albeit probably under the influence at the time because it was a birthday weekend, but it was a kind of a smash and grab, but a comfortable win at the time. And I think for me anyway, that's a standout. I don't know if you're going to disagree and go with the Rotherham game. No, you know, the Cardiff game was more of a standout because I think at that point, that was a, a game that none of us really, and fans, kind of Cardiff away, we didn't have a particularly mm-hmm. best of record there. And to go, go there and win it was almost as if there was a little bit of belief that we could actually um sustain a little bit of a challenge towards the top six i think um the the fa cup you boys are spot on um we i think rowett especially i don't think he really was that fussed about the fa cup so um it it was kind of always played second fiddle because we were always concentrating on the league but um it seems so long ago but i I, you you sort of remember the, the bradshaw's goal I think Jake Cooper ended up sort of a about a forty yard run on the ball, played the ball through, and then and and Tom managed to to beat the keeper. But um, yeah, it's it's a year ago, a year ago, <laughs> and it's unbelievable to think that it's been that long since since then. But um, Cardiff to stand out. Rotherham was a good day on New Year's Day to start the year the right way, but Cardiff to stand out. Absolutely right. We did actually make some transfers in January, obviously. Um, I'm going to go for you, Dan. Can you guess the three arrivals for us? I'm putting you on the spot there a little bit. There was um, well, Amaku, that must be. Yeah, he's counting on there. Amaku, if Amaku counts, then that's one. Um, obviously, good old Ollie Burke. Um, Correct. And also Duncan Whitmore. Indeed. I want to come to you, Stephen, now to say the departures. There was three in total that left on a permanent basis that left the club. Don't look at your screen, Ooh. look away. I feel like you're getting something up. Uh, I actually was a tricky one. one. Because I, I actually wasn't. That. I can name one off the top of my head straight away if you want me to get the ball rolling for you, Stephen. Go on. <laughs> Matt Smith. Left I in January, did he? he? I don't think he left in January that year. I'm sorry. Oh, it must have been the year before. Bloody hell. Mm. Get him in January. Um, All right, ignore, ignore me then. Oh, you've really... Oh, why didn't you ask me the free incomings? I knew that <laughs> answer. Um, <laughs> outgoings. Medicophobia was one. Yep. Because he obviously had the drab set at the start of the season. Well, what position? And what positions were they in? Give us a bit. Two of more it was difficult um, because they didn't really feature prominently in the first team squad. But there were two younger-ish players that were around and kind of involved, but not really getting their opportunities in the side. Um, one was a centre half slash right back, I would argue, and the other one was a centre forward who's banging goals in at League Two. They're, oh, Alafi, Alafi, Alafi yeah. is the that was a, the main one. Um, Tanto, yep, Alafi went to Stockport County, and the last one's now playing his try a uh, trade in Ireland. One more clue left for you, Stephen. Come on, center half. He um he has a he shares a surname with a famous German footballer whose first name's Thomas. 
also is, yeah something that's uh, oh nice Hayden Miller <laughs> Hayden, funny enough my um, my cousin used to play football with him actually I should have got that <laughs> shame on you for not getting that <laughs> shame so yeah Hayden Miller obviously uh, departed as well I mean I think Miller seems to be doing alright in Dundalk from what I can gather um, obviously phobia's kind of evaporating to nowhere obviously going to the Arab Emirates not surprised to see that one I think sounded like when he went there at the time it was like to do business like doing property and stuff wasn't it if you, if you yeah. followed him on social yeah, media yeah. And everything like that, and then obviously Tanto's the one that you know could come back to bite us in the backside one day. Who knows? I mean, twenty-three scoring but, goals. But we have clause. we have a buyback clause and a sell-on clause on him. So whilst we it might come back, we might have to pay a little bit more. But if if someone takes a punt on him and pays sort of some, a decent fee, we'd get something for him, or the club could buy him back. So you never know. Absolutely. I feel like I would ask you about what more Amaku and Burke, but I think they're just going to come from naturally in conversation as we get through the rest of the year. Yeah. So I'll, we'll I'll, come back to them. I'll just put, to sum up our transfer window in January out of 10 chaps. Six. Um, I'm going to go with four because we chased Kevin Nisbet for the entire window and then in the last minute it failed miserably. Um the signings were probably better than a four, but in, in terms of our actual business, to chase one player the whole whole window and, and not get him was um, pretty poor. I think, I'm yeah. Gonna... I'll sit... I'll sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm going to go slap back in the middle of a five. Yeah, I, I think, think for the, me... For a combination of both them factors of what you've I... said. I was a little bit glass half full with Watmore, the same with Amaku, a young promising signing, and Burke was a bit drab, so that kind of yeah. tated it away down to a six. I, I think Burke if Amaku hasn't been playing as well as he had done recently, then probably would have been a four our shortfalls were goal scoring and obviously that showed because you know I mean we didn't really get to the promised land and there was loads of games where we lost one nil towards the end of 2023 uh, uh, which we'll get onto in a minute um so coming into february and we had a 1-1 draw at home against sunderland cooper scored that day we went one nil up early on if memory serves mm. me right in the second half little scoop, it was, wasn't it yeah we couldn't hold on towards the end it was a sellout that day as well i think one of the first yeah. ones of the season wasn't it where it's kind of ramping up it felt like like it's a sellout yeah. game and obviously, our anticipation started to build. Um, we then went to QPR 1 2 1. Great day out. Dunkle Watmore with a peach of a goal. I missed it because I went to the loo. Um, <laughs> uh, and, then, <laughs> and then we then lost on Valentine's Day up at the Rico Arena, Coventry. Guy Corre scored a worldie of a goal. I mean, I'll give him that at the time. Um, and then I followed that with a 3 2 win at home to Sheffield United, a 1 1 draw, and a smash and grab it felt like against Burnley. Uh, a 1-0 win away at Stoke City, thanks to seeing Fleming, and a 2-2 draw at Luton after being 2-0 up on Sky. Come on then, Stephen. What's your stand-up memories of the month of February? I mean, it's hard to look past the, the QPR game. The, mm. the When Ollie Burke got the second there, that was that was a that was a very, very good moment. Um, the Sheffield United game was a great game. Uh, I think, was that on the telly as well? Was that moved for the team? Have I got that yeah, right? it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he did. That was a, that was a very good game. And and to touch on what you said about the Sunderland game, it was the first sellout. And if memory serves me well, we played really, really well that day and probably deserved to win the game. And it was unfortunate. I think George Long, who I'm sure someone will uh, get a mention <laughs> later on uh, in the show, I think he come out for a. He come out for a free kick and just didn't get anywhere near it. And one of their guys, no, he, not, he, just in, but... their, he just literally knocked their player out instead. So yeah, their player had to go off. So he got subbed after that. So. Um, Luton again. I think that was a, a little bit of a uh, that was a disappointing one. That was one the one that got away. Really, we probably should have won there. CM Fleming scored a good goal against Stoke, but 
overall that was a good month um we picked up quite a few points and the momentum again as you touched on over really started to ramp up um i think if looking at the fixtures here we only lost one game in february so Correct. we had a particularly good month we did indeed Dan, anything to add on february before we move on to march well it's that kind of mill will turn at the new year so hopefully we kind of replicate that um for the rest of january and into february in terms of having a strong start to the new year picking up more points than we do usually in the first half of the season i think as steven said qpr i think it was our first win there since since the 80s i think it was um so to be there was obviously a great moment fantastic when burton knocked in that second and sheffield united was a, a was a brilliant moment as well um obviously late goal you know it doesn't get much better than that does it um the sheffield united game that's going to probably come up again a bit later in conversation i think but Luton and then obviously we're going to touch on March that Luton game where we was 2-0 up and obviously ended up getting pegged back to 2-2 that just looking back at it now it feels like that was the start of it doesn't it but we'll discuss it a bit more now yeah a little bit so I think I think our performances I think our performances were quite good up until Luton and the first game in March I'm keeping everyone a little bit intent to see if they can remember but the performances for that Luton game the first one in March were good it was after that them games where our performances started to drop mm. I would say yeah I, I think the Luton game we felt Fortress was to be 2-0 up I think if it serves me right I mean they were obviously the dominant possession side and knocking on the door we got lucky with the keeping making a mistake for, for the first goal and then Bradshaw scored the his second goal I think it was offside so. as well yeah, correct. That so, I mean, it felt like a special grab. We couldn't hold on. And then, it, as you say, it starts to turn. But I do want to shout out Stoke away as well. I've always been Stoke when it's freezing cold. Um, and it was just, it was a good atmosphere. I felt like it was like five, six hundred of us there. One of those away games where, you know, it's nice when there's two, three thousand of you behind the goal. But when there's six hundred of you that, you, you know, you know, the friendly faces and stuff as such. And you're there cheering them on. And obviously Fleming gave us that goal. And I remember the second half right at the death, which is like a stand up moment where George Holmes bombing down the right hand side, wins us a corner and just like it almost celebrated just as much as we celebrated the goal at the time. So mm. that was a, a, I felt like a, a good, a good moment of the season for me. A good moment of 2023 for me. Just giving you a little hint into my prediction, uh, my things I'm giving on uh, later on in the show. Um, let's move on to March. We started off with a 3-2 defeat at home to Norwich City. Um, I think, you know, they were probably the better side, if, if I remember. I think we knocked on the door a bit, but they showed their clinical cl- clinicalness in front of goal, if that's the right word to say. Um, but obviously, I think they went 3-1 up at one point. Uh, actually, they did, and Fleming scored towards the end in a 3-2 defeat. We then won 1-0 at the Medeski Stadium, courtesy of Fogel Samba scoring a penalty, a great penalty as well, typical mm-hmm. for the German. I'm real. 2-1 win at home to Swansea in the midweek after that, followed by a 1-0 defeat at home to Huddersfield at the hands of Danny Wards. Um, and then that preceded the end of uh, March before the international break. So, yeah, I touched on a few moments there, guys. I mean, obviously, Andreas Fogsamer's penalty is probably my standout of March overall. Um, <laughs> what do you reckon, Dan? Anything else that sticks in the memory? Yeah, well, I mean, that Norwich game was my birthday, so it wasn't the ideal way to celebrate your 21st, I don't think, was it? Um <laughs> So, but I, I think that was kind of the game where after that, after getting pegged back at Luton and then after losing to Norwich in a game where I didn't think we really deserved to lose, to be honest, mm-hmm. that's almost when we start, when our confidence seemed to drop a little bit, when we kind of almost started to run out of steam. Because at Reading, I don't think we played well that day. Obviously, we won and we dug in well, but it didn't, from memory, it wasn't a great performance. And then the Swansea game, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I was this the only home game I didn't attend, actually. Um, in last season. It might have been the only home game I didn't attend in 2023 because I was away with work. Um, but I remember watching back the highlights and I just remember they took like 
two, even their goal was just a really bad goal from a defensive point of view to concede. So I think that was really the turning point. And then Huddersfield seemed to be the first nail in the coffin, I think, to be completely honest. Huddersfield, we got Warnock, didn't we, Stephen? I don't know if you remember, but it just, it was, I think we, we smashed them all over the park pretty much, just couldn't score a goal for love nor money. And um, Danny Ward scores, and it was Warnock with the classic, you know, I came in with a plan, I kept Fleming quiet, and all that, the kind of quotes he normally comes out with, and done the job on us, didn't he? I actually think Huddersfield was the beginning of us, um, the, the failing of, of not making it into the top six. I think we'll come on to the next month, but I think that was the start of a run of four games without scoring a goal and without winning a game. Mm-hmm. And um, it just felt like that the crowd was really up for that. It was it was a typical, you knew it was a team at the bottom of the league that we usually struggle against, but there was also, you felt we were going to win because with the way the way the season was going. And when that ended 1-0, I think that that to me was a real hammer blow because it did put us in a bit of a slump of form that, that had we have won one of those games or found a goal against Huddersfield, things could have been a little bit different for us. But we certainly got wall knocked and he was very, very smug about it, if I, <laughs> if, uh, if I remember rightly. He was. Wendy not, he's always been smug after that Muscat incident, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me if I start to get a PTSD reading out the results of April because it's giving me flashbacks that I didn't want to read it. But we're doing it for because we only, we only played one game in May. If you're gonna get PTSD, let's just get it done with. <laughs> let's just get it done with. <laughs> okay. Right. So we drew nil nil oh. away at West Brom. I don't remember much from the game to be honest. It, was, it kind of felt like just a, a bit. It of wasn't a, a good game. game. It, wasn't it wasn't a good game. It wasn't. No. Um, we then drew nil nil at home to Luton on I think Easter Monday was or maybe mm-hmm. Easter Friday or one or the other. It was the Friday. Um, it was the Friday because on the Monday I decided to go to whole City Way and see George Long concede from 25 yards. Thank you for that, Dan. That is correct. What's uh, new there? And we lost one nil away to Hull City. It got a bit better of a tuna win over Preston, thinking, right, we're back in the mix. And I think we was in the playoffs, obviously, and we're like, here we go. We then lost 1-0 at home to Birmingham. Lucas Dukowicz, of course, always causing us problems. And I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name properly, so don't ask me to. That's the best you're going to get from me. That was pretty good, actually. Better than Mickey would be, anyway. So we'll take that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, that clipped. Yeah, we will, don't worry. <laughs> and then PTSD sets in properly here with a 2-1 defeat at Wigan. I remember being just as angry as I was at Hull, if not more. And it's like the anger was just thinking, you need one win, boys. Get over the line. Come on. And thinking, we're in trouble here. But then we managed to claw it out of nowhere. A nice Friday night out in Blackpool it was too, to back it up with a 3-2 win at Blackpool away. Bradshaw too, a lot more of a great assist in that game. Sticks in the memory, obviously, for Bradshaw's goal. And Fleming scored a penalty. And then... <laughs> That afternoon in May. I think we'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. And then that afternoon in May. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to May for May the eighth, don't worry. Um yeah, so I think I've touched on a few moments there. Standouts, George Long being shit in goal for me, boys. Um <laughs> Stephen, over to you, mate. <laughs> Wigan Wigan away was one of the worst days of my life going out oh. there. I met I met Ben um well that was when Ben met uh, Tom Bradshaw's mum. Okay, so, so um, we that, did though. we did get something good out of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Birmingham at home that was poor, and and not only was it a poor result, that he scored from literally the touchline. It seems that, that how he managed uh, to long long pushed it in. That's yeah, why long, just r- long ridiculous. It in the net. <laughs> um, Blackpool, obviously, you know we we give ourselves hope, and and the results went for us, so we, we had the opportunity to 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 make the top six but it, it just felt if you again going through those results in april it, it, just looking at it here um two draws 
three defeats. It wasn't the end of the season that we needed. Again, another opportunity to to maybe you know look back and go, we lost it in the Birmingham game, the Wigan game, but so many of those opportunities seem to pass us by. But um, I, I won't mention too much on May eighth. I'm sure we'll come to that a little bit later on. But again, we put ourselves in a position that we could have done it, and and, and obviously we didn't. But I think there was opportunities way before then that we've already gone through. I hope I've not misquoted him, but I feel like walking out of Hull, it was one of the first times I met Ben properly in person and he was quite positive thinking, we had loads of chances, mate, we should have scored. And I was like, I don't give a shit how many chances we fucking had. And I was a bit worse away <laughs> at the time as well, I'm pretty sure. We we lost the game. All we had to do was not lose. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't lose these games. Like, these are the games you need to be still in them. And we lost through, yeah. I mean, I, people called me harsh at the time for blaming long. I remember it. And I was like, no, it's from 25, 30 yards out. He should be saving that shot. And yeah, mm. there we go. Um, Dan, anything to add on April, mate? I mean, I, I'm kind of done talking about it, but we're going to yeah, get onto the worst same. part in a second, to be honest. Not, not, but... really, not really, not really, to be honest. I think pick any of the losses as, as a low point. I've, I, I obviously May the eighth is a complete low point that I, I really hope I'll never ever have following this <laughs> bastard football club ever again. But you can pick any of the other losses, and they're they're equally as low as each what other. Was... Losing at Wembley is the worst thing ever, right? And I won't, and I, but it's a kind of a shit question because it is the worst thing ever. But losing the way we did against Blackburn or one of the yeah. playoff final defeats, what what is what is worse? Like Blackburn, hundred percent, hundred percent for for me, Blackburn because I've because you know you you boys are a little bit older. You I don't know whether you'd have been and seen us in the Championship playoff finals, the uh, well in the Championship playoffs. Uh, in the early 2000s, I was I was too young. I wasn't even born for some of them, so I didn't go. Ridiculous. So for, for me <laughs> to see Millwall that close to Premier League and then just completely throw it away, it just yeah that that feels worse for me. I think that I, I would say it was quite difficult. And it, I think they say Wembley's a terrible place to lose. I feel like in your own stadium, in your own backyard, it's even yeah. Worse. It's, it's a good question, I, I think, isn't it, Stephen? I don't know. What, what, what I, do you think? It is. But I actually was going to say the Scunthorpe result hurt me more. Yeah. Because that was the first one that we'd got, apart from the auto windscreen and then obviously the cup final. But back at Wembley, yeah. we, we were there in 99. And it was the first playoff. We got to the new Wembley. It was the first time we were there. Alexander scored that goal. And that is up. That It's a hard question, but the, the Scunthorpe, Playoff game and Blackburn are, are probably the two worst days ever following this the, the football team for me. Uh, Barnsley was tough because it was Harris and 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 the occasion and obviously we had the injuries and the warm up and stuff. But the Scunthorpe game and and Blackburn were just it was just heartbreak. Tough pills. There's your question to you listeners and viewers. Anyway, if, if you've got three games picked for them, put it in tier order. First being the worst, third being the bit more tolerable but still unbearable um so you've got <laughs> you've got blackburn at home where we lose 4-3 after being 3-1 up at half time yeah that happened um and then you've also got scumthorpe defeat in the playoff semi uh, playoff final 3-2 in 2009 and you've also got the 3-1 defeat at the hands of barnsley i think barnsley was tough to take just because adam hamill personally that was that fucking wanker that sticks in my memory <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, that's, see it comes back out on me adam he's, hamill, he's nearly day. thrown his phone there <laughs> I know, I did. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> my new phone, I was just ready to throw it. Adam Hamill that day. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, let's get on to May the 8th. Um, we lose four free traps. We're three up at half time. My last in memory, and it's not even like I, I told you so moment because it's not, but I remember being downstairs at half time and like, because I sit south lower, 
and you got the SE 16 bars open at halftime to us to have a drink and stuff like that. Everyone's like, fucking come on, come on. And they all buzz in. And don't get me wrong, I was buzzing too. But I kept saying to everyone, I think some people checking train times to try and see work out what game we're going to get because you know you're playing on a certain day, whatever, to go to the away game. I'm like, lads, mm. it's Millwall. It's Millwall. And, then, and I, 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 deep down, I'm like, but surely we can't fuck this up. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to be as excited. It's a bit like when you're <laughs> winning away from home going, how shit must you be when winning away? I refuse to see that sort of chart till the end of the game. Oh, like, absolutely. I, I'm, that kind of, I'm the most <laughs> pessimistic but positive Millwall fan because I'm always glass half full about us. But that was my last memory. I remember some people checking train times. What type, what type of train are you going to get, mate? I'm like, don't talk to me till after the game. Like, and there you go. We throw it away. <laughs> Come on, Stephen, talk the, to me. I think you're ready the, to come in, mate. The, the, the worst moment for me in that game, and this it might surprise you, but I don't think it will, was actually Blackburn's third goal. Mm. Because that was the goal, really, that knocked us out of the playoffs. Because we had to, at that point, we needed to win. Because I think the way that the other results had gone, mm. like well, so, so when they were winning by that point. Yeah, yeah. When they scored the second goal, it was like, okay, you know, we're still in the playoffs. It's still, it's still up to us. But that that moment, that third goal went in. The the people around me, I sit South Upper, and everyone was just slumped in the chairs, and it was just at that point because you, you I think, um, without plugging another show, but that Rowett spoke recently on a podcast to say the momentum. You could feel the momentum had changed, and and at that, that point. When you thought, how are we ever going to turn this back around and go out the other end and make it four three to us? Obviously, the fourth goal goes in, and I think it's just utter disbelief well, we... as to what they managed to do. But for me, the worst moment was the third goal because that was the kill. That was the killer blow. It just felt like we, we had... never had the ball either. Like second no. half, mm. it just felt like it was just onslaught constant. Yeah, there, and we couldn't get out. We could. I remember just, there was no hope. <laughs> I remember pretty much, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then we are gonna draw a line under it because this should never ever be discussed on the Millwall podcast. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> but um, I just think the one time we pretty much went forward in the second half, they just went and hit us on the counter attack and scored our fourth and mm. scored their fourth, and I just turned to my dad and was like, "Should we go?" And my dad was like. Yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> that was it. You've gone. From, you've gone from, as you said at our time, Amy. You know, thinking about, you know, we because it would have been Luton in the playoffs, a team mm. that we're, you know, we've had some good games against them over two legs. Them coming back, them playing at the Den. You know, you might, you might have fancied it, but anyhow, moving on. The, the four substitutes we made that day, just to put perspective onto our season: oh, Tyler Bury, Scott Malone, Mason Bennett, and Andres Fogsammer. Fuck me. It was. You know what? I don't often credit him on the show, but Gary Rowett, to get within that close when you bring them four subs on to chase a game, I'll give you it because the rest of the subs were George Evans, Jamie Shackleton, and Bart Bilkowski. It's crazy, crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Tyler Bury was. I think that was that day, wasn't it? Where that whole thing with the fans as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that it? was the beginning of the end for him. For uh, no, it'd be the beginning of the end for him for a while, but that that was it. That yeah. was that. I think that was because like it was the moment where everyone was starting to yeah turn on them, wasn't they? I think. Well, let's let's talk about transfers actually, then lead us on to that. Then, so in fact, actually, I'm going to go to the summer, obviously, as a whole. Um, and a main talking point, obviously, was the untimely death of John Berylson. I think we'll we'll share that. We all spoke about it on the shows in the summer, and you know, it's it's a main talking point, so it's going to come naturally for 2023. But I mean, Dan, just obviously a, a real kind of rocky moment for the club, I suppose, wasn't it, when it came through? I think the start of July. Yeah, yeah, real tough moment for the club and everyone, everyone who has been associated with it, everyone who still is associated with it. Obviously, mm. you saw a huge 
outpour of emotion from the football world and obviously in particular those connected to the club I think it spoke volumes the amount of ex-players that came down to to sign the the book of condolence and um, lay flowers down at the ground um, and I think again I'm going to mention the Rowett interview again that Stephen mentioned there but um, Gary said on that podcast the club just hasn't felt the same you know there's absolutely nothing against James I get on really well with him but the club just hasn't felt the same since John's very sad passing so yeah um, obviously thoughts are still with the Berylson family and I hope John's resting well that's it and I think Stephen, that's it. it just kind of highlights obviously the real kind of you know the, 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 the 2023 as a whole just uh, such an unpredictable year for Mill and you know one that many would never have wanted to happen obviously with John Berylson uh, uh... I would go as far as to say that's probably one of the biggest moments in in the last decade for the football club. Maybe even beforehand, he was a, a mainstay. He was a he was just there for so long and 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 carried the club. He carried the fight with um, Lewisham Council. He'd fight for us with the FA. He was he was just there. And and unfortunately, the news come through. And I, I remember us guys when it come through on our chat on WhatsApp, and all of us were just like, what what. No, mm. like, it, it can't. It can't be true. And mm. and and Rowett, you know, he did say it didn't feel the same. Um, I think that's had a massive impact on us. Without you know, deterring from the subject matter, I think that's had a big impact on us so far this season. But um, huge, huge um, defining moment in the club's history because at that point uh, everything everything had to change because we didn't have John at the helm. Um, just to echo what Dan said, fought still with his family. It still mm. must be very, very difficult. It's not even been a year. Um, and, and just hope that he's perhaps in a better place um, w- wherever he is. Absolutely. I echo obviously what you both say. And we've all said on countless occasions on this show because mm. we dearly miss you, John. Um, let's steer it back to the football then. Um, obviously, departures. I'm going to test you guys again. Who wants to list some departures? You can go to it for tap if you want. Go one each. Dan, who left in the, in the summer window? Give me one Tyler name. Bury. Stephen. Andreas Vogelsammer. Correct. Dan. George Evans. Yep. Stephen. Mason Bennett. Yep. Dan. Scott Malone. Yes. Stephen. Uh, on loan. Alex we Mitchell. Said, we said Tyler Bury, didn't we, as well, right? Did Tyler Bury get said? Yeah. He said yeah, okay, cool. Alex Mitchell Alex left Mitchell. on loan. Correct. And I think and the one really Hang on, hang on. No, there's one more. There's one more and I'm looking forward to saying the name and it's George Long. Yeah. Did we, yeah, <laughs> correct. George Long was obviously the one more that I was going to say. So, and obviously uh, it does say on uh, to Marks as well, uh, Ryan Sanford was released, but never played a game for us, Ryan. So, where's he now? Anyone know? He's just Sanford. signed for Crawley Town today, actually. Excellent. See? Harford, and then um, he's just signed for Crawley today. Excellent. Well, there you go. Omar, hands on the pipe. mate, you're gonna have to repeat that because um, you'd, even me froze or st- everyone else froze. No, Omar, it just sort of sounded like a, a whisper and then nothing. I froze that. <laughs> edit this bit out. We're gonna leave it in. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we we'll see if we edit it out. We'll see if we edit it out. Twenty nine minutes in. Um, right. Anyway, um, it, it, arrivals. I won't test you, boys. Casper and all right from Levun in Belgium. Kevin Nisbet finally joined after chasing the whole of January, like we said earlier on. Matthias Arkic joined, Joe Bryant, Wes Harding, and then obviously the loans of Alan Campbell, Ryan Longman, Brooke Norton Cuffey. We all know this because they all play for us now. So, thoughts overall? I mean, it's obviously going to weigh into our views of um, the rest of 2023, but 
how was uh, the summer window for you boys, do you think, overall? It's a bit of an open-ended question, that one. So whoever wants to jump in, feel free. Go on, Dan. I'd, well, I'd say probably more good than bad, to be completely honest. Um, I think most of the players have came in and had a positive impact. Um, obviously, judging where we were last season, you would have hoped that maybe they could have been difference makers. And, you know, we're only halfway through the season, so there's a chance they still could be. But I think... Overall, it's more positive. I think if, again, if we're going back to the out of 10 question, I'd probably give it a, a seven, I think, at this point. For sure. Worth mentioning that, um, obviously, you know, when you look back at our t- squad for Blackburn, and I said the players that played, you know, they've got a lot of departures there. Long's no longer with us. Callum Starr's no longer with us. Um, Ollie Burt no longer with us. And then, obviously, you've got the four on the bench that I mentioned. So seven out of the 15 players involved that day. I mean, quite an upheaval, Stephen, and kind of highlights, I suppose, a real transitional season, like we mentioned off the pitch, obviously for the wrong reasons, but on the pitch too, real transitional season. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think in terms of the players that we've brought in, the quality in a couple of, or a few of them at least, is there to be is there to be seen. Um, I don't know if you mentioned, did you mention Wes Hardin as well to join the club? Yeah. Um, I, I think the players that come in have been, or some of them have been very good. I I just think we fell into the trap of Rowett building a squad that didn't have any wingers, <clears throat> really, um, and tried to go back to the he's tried and tested five at the back. Um, I don't necessarily think that's that the players' fault. He they he brought in who he wanted to play in in that system. Um, I think the transfer dealings were, were hampered severely by obviously what we spoke about with, with um, Berylson. Um, passing but it, you know it, it, it we we ended up with where we did um i would agree with dan i think around probably six or seven for the transfer window on the basis that a couple of the players that have come in you can really see have um have been an improvement on what we had previously absolutely i mean like i said the departures i think we got rid of a lot of deadwood really when you think about it well considered deadwood maybe if tyler bury stayed or so like bennett stayed who knows maybe under edwards it could be a very different story you don't know that and we'll never know i guess but yeah i think obviously that's the end of that chapter for regards to transfers let's crack on with the results we've got us a flyer roman sa scored in a one nil win away at middlesbrough great away day obviously um and then followed with a four nil defeat at the hands of reading league one reading <laughs> and not just even league one reading reading's kids Reading yeah, <laughs> practically their under twenty one team, and also Mill's side that had hardly any changes from the win over Middlesbrough for what it's worth as mm-hmm. well. If memory serves me right, so football, eh? Mill away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you can say football now. I think you got to say Mill. <laughs> you got to. Um, we then lost one 0 at home to Bristol City to make things even better in our first home league game of the season. Obviously, the memorial for Berylson prior to the game was obviously impeccably reserved. Um, me and Dan then uh, proceeded to leave relatively early after going three 0 down to Norwich in a three one defeat. Dan, did we? Just before the hour mark, I think we did. There we go. We missed the Maku's goal that day. His first goal. For I, the not even just not even just left the ground. We we was out of Norwich by the point. We was on the train by the end. <laughs> I'm going to jump in there and say that I stayed till the end because I had a mate in the Norwich end that I was giving a lift home to. So I did see a Maku's goal, but it wasn't particularly good. And that was the day before my birthday as well. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> Um, I got treated. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got treated to the company of Dan on the train line, which was a pretty size as always. Um, <laughs> we then beat Stoke City one nil um, to end off uh, to end off uh, August. Kevin Isbit get his first goal for the club. Um, yeah, August chaps. Results. Talk to me. SA scoring brilliant at the start to the season, and then from there, a bit up and down, I suppose, Stephen. 
I'm going to say that the best thing about August for me was the fact that I was on the front of the programme in the Stoke game for the 30th anniversary. <laughs> um, I got pelters for it and probably rightly so, but uh, I was asked to do it and it's like all that to be part of the history. So that was probably the best part of August for me. As I say, Norwich, best one of my best mates supports them traveling there. We never win there. So I don't know why I keep doing it to myself. But hey, hey, it's like see you there next fan. season. Yeah, see you there next season. Absolutely. Um, and, and as I say, we all thought, didn't we, with Maku and SA in that first game, we really thought that they'd get more opportunities and we'd see the best of them. It was fantastic to go off to a winning start and for SA to score the first goal of the season. But didn't quite work out for, for, for well, for, certainly for SA that, as we all thought, um, I'd never ever want to um, discuss. We, we, I'm adding Reading losing four 0 at home to Reading's kids to the ban list uh, moving forward because that was an awful night, absolutely shocking. Over, um, actually, that reminds me. That was another game we departed early from, mate. It, it was in the pub, weren't we? By the time it was four 0 I'm pretty sure. But you, you know, like this is the theme of 2023, leaving early. I suppose I, I don't often do it, if I'm totally honest with you. But just, I mean, I think, I'm looking. Mate, you can't different. say that. You no. can't say that when you said about six times that oh, I left early this one. I was in the pub at this one. I was I'm on the train down, at this I've one. I've got yeah, the list but, of fixtures in front of me now. Was, There's quite <laughs> a few I did leave early. For, I was at, at tenter hooks with Gary Rarry. I think towards the end. I swear I'm going to put myself down to here. I think I'll be brutally honest. And um, I can't use that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Excuse for being 3-0 down leaving at half-time against Ipswich, but we were 3-0 down against Ipswich at half-time, so... Three, I look at that one. Three, three goals down, in my eyes. If you're three goals down, then that's game. That's, that's my game. New Year's resolution, although I've already broke it for the cup game. I've not to leave early. Two goals down as well. I had our prior engagements elsewhere else. So we won we'll... the second half, mate. We won we, the we... second half. Maybe I need to stay away from watching Millwall. That's probably the answer here. <laughs> um, I hope, Dan, your, your highlight of August wasn't Stephen being on the front of the programme, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. As, no. Although it was a very beautiful sight. Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, Thank you. Because I wasn't at Middlesbrough, I, I, I have to pick Stoke, I think, by default, to be completely honest. But mm-hmm. um, obviously good to get that first home win, obviously. Um, I think I, I almost want to say Bristol City as well, just because of the emotion of the day and the tributes to JB, which were mm. excellently observed. So, um, yeah, and no, I'm actually, to be honest, going to pick Norwich as worse than Reading because we never really ever do well in the EFL Cup. And <laughs> with Norwich being a midday kickoff on a Sunday, I had to get up at half five to go and watch that. So. What was so bizarre about it, it turned into a joke at first, but it became so serious as it, the game went on. My mate said before the game, we're going to lose 4 0 today. And um, yeah, he didn't need that. You was there as well, right? Yeah, yeah, for Reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, Reading's going to win 4 0 today. I went, not a fucking day. What are you on about? It's like kids. <laughs> and as the game went on, it was like 2 0, 3 0. I'm like, 
struggling this week. <laughs> 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 it was one of those days where just like it's bizarrest day ever, obviously. But there you go, classic Millwall. Um, we then went to Birmingham in September, chaps. Uh, a one-one draw. Sarkic saving the penalty sticks out of the moment for that game for me. Um, and then getting injured, obviously, after this game and not being back till later in the, in the year as it goes. Uh, we lost 3-0 at home to Leeds. Bobby Wilkowski in goal, obviously, for that game. 3-0 win over Rotherham. Beat him twice 3-0 at the end of the season. And uh, this, year. This, season, this year, I should say. Um, and then a 0-0 draw against West Brom, followed by a 3-0 defeat at the hands of Swansea City. Take it away, Dan. September. Yeah, not not really a slim pickings, isn't it? Memory, to, be, to be completely honest. Um, I mean, even West Brom, I know we, we came away with their point that didn't play very well and even so had the chance to take away all three with that penalty that Zian uh, rolled straight to their keeper. So, yeah, um, no, not, not a month that's going to live long in the memory. I think the, the Leeds game is, uh, we'll come on to that again later this season, but I think the Leeds game is up there for one of the worst games of the year, potentially. I think Leeds, for me, was the one where I'm like, right, that was the one where that was the one where I fully. I think that that's what that's the game where you know obviously I think after given what had happened in the summer I wanted to give Rowett a chance but I think after that one I was a bit like no you know what this I think this this, this is it this is the end of the road something terribly wrong here because we this is is the end of the road and we did the complete opposite didn't we Stephen that Leeds game it was just absolute dire to watch Uh, as Dan said September. 2023 is probably going to be a month that we don't really ever re- look at again in our lives. Um, I'm, I'm going to be just, honest with you. I'm just b- before we get on to October, it's, it's not getting much better to be honest with you. <laughs> Although, what no, no is, it's not. But go on, Stephen. Go on. Are you? Are you? I was going to say I'm interested in hearing what Dan's moment of October is. Correct. Because um, <laughs> what I was going to say was I think we need to let Dan read October because there's okay. a certain fixture in there that is you know that's just synonymous with uh, Dan and the show. I feel like at this point. So is it? Is it this one? Is it Plymouth Argyle nil? Millwall two? <laughs> I don't know. It might be. I don't, can, do you want to oh, did, I men- did I mention? I, did I tell you guys I was there? I don't know. <laughs> if I told you guys, I tell you what we'll do. do you know we'll, what? We'll fuck off the rest of the month and talk about that <laughs> afterwards. We won't even talk about the rest of the results. Talk to me about Millwall winning two away at Plymouth. We, man. <laughs> before you do that, though, the worst thing yeah. that Millwall could have done with that as well is that they the video that they posted of the fans celebrating his face Whoa. is slap bang in the middle of it and all. Well, well, and now I'm on the man on the big screen for every listen, like, you, you had your moment with the program. Dan's got his moment now with No, the... but I don't go on about it every other time we do a show. He does. Yeah, it's only like I, I put it in the group chat every home game now. I see myself on the big screen like standard appearance. Have you made yourself days. a gift yet? Yeah, you, you need, we need to get a gift going with you. I'll get a gift. I've, I've, get got a the gift little, I've got the video of it. Of yeah, me, get so get no, I don't believe that. I don't believe you've got the video, Dan. No. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dan. Talk to me about Plymouth, mate. That's clearly your highlight of October. I mean, or is yeah. it about leaving? Maybe about leaving might be a highlight of October. You tell I don't me. know. I mean, yeah, that's that's obviously a high. No, you know, listen for, for me being <laughs> being down in Plymouth, just a great few days, see my mate, and you know, to to come away with a, a smash and grab two nil. Um, doesn't doesn't really get much better than that, does it? I won't bore everyone to death. I've told everyone enough times, so yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short, <laughs> short, short but sweet. But um, yeah, great great way though. And then obviously, we'll, we'll risk off the rest of the results. 2 2 draw at home to Hull. 1 1 draw away at Preston. 
2 1 defeat at the hands of Blackburn Rovers, a 2 2 draw away to Watford. Um, what was in the final in the coffin for Rowett? Was it the what game was it? I can't even remember for the life of me. It was, pressed, it was after, no, it was after Hull. Hull. No, it was Hull. Hull was his Hull was his last game in charge. The two but he never draws. really, oh, yeah, because he went, he went, he went, like, right, he went yeah. right, the right before break. Preston, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah. was it. Right before Preston, he went, and it was obviously pure shock. And what the fuck <laughs> happened there? Because if he's gonna What's... go, why, why didn't he go at the start of the international break? It was always the question we was all thinking at the time, weren't we? What was quite funny as well is that he ended his tenure with a win and a draw, which if you'd have drew, if you'd have got the draw at Plymouth <laughs> away and then won at home against Hull, you'd have, you'd have been thinking, right, that's a good way to end end the, the before the international but break. We, but we was we was on a roll of um win draw loss win draw loss win draw loss at that point. <laughs> well, right? yeah, yeah. Well, we see, this is the, this is the IQ so guy he, did, he has. He he left on a on a high. He, he knows yeah, exactly. He, same. he, he knows knew what was doing. coming next. Although we did we did uh, break that curse, but yeah. I will. Yeah. I will say though that the Watford away was. A, I actually thought it was a really good away day. And when Big Wes scored the goal, that that was unreal scenes. Um, was. In it's that, unreal that, that in might, that way. That ends. might get a mention later on. So if we, only we'll try and... we couldn't hold on. Why didn't we hold yeah. on? Well, well yeah, yeah, that's like... true. That is true. Because I thought we played what... quite well that day. To be fair, there was Omer, some mate, did you know, of... Walter, Omer, did you know water is wet though? <laughs> yes you're right you're right and it's a key moment I think you're right because I felt for Barrett you know he, I don't think he ever would have got the job but who knows if he won four games on a bounce he might have just got the job who knows and you, you can tell he was desperate for the job he was making changes left right and centre throughout games trying to mix it up um, Fleming scored two goals in his short spell as caretaker mode as well by the way just to put that one out there chaps um, so did West Harden I just thought I'd share that one with you lot <laughs> and uh, yeah I think that sums up October I mean obviously Big departure was Rowett, guys, and and we go into November and up steps Joe Edwards and he comes in after a one 0 defeat at the hands of Southampton on Memorial Game, obviously, which is always for me a highlight of the season, highlight of the year. Um, obviously, they scored the soldiers around the pitch with Mickey. Um, love that day, and it's probably always a standout for me, best moment of the year. Um, but we then obviously have Joe Edwards' first game in charge. We all know it; everyone remembers it. Unreal, unreal. <laughs> Bit like my mate saying we're going to lose four 0 today um, against Reading. Ben bang on about winning six nil all the time, and then we hang go on, hang up. on, hang on. I said four. You can go back and listen to it. I said four nil on the podcast, and then you changed your mind, and then but, you changed your mind. But what we will say so is ben, ben. ben was no, but Ben <laughs> constantly said six nil. He, he he was constantly nailing on six nil, and I remember being up there thinking, turning to him, going, "We, we this could happen." Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> when the fourth one went in, I remember for we all sort of was just absolutely going nuts with each other, and then we were going, "This is happening, Ben! It's happening!" Yeah. <laughs> I'm real. I'm I'm real. Remember, I, I had good limbs with Ben actually that day. To be fair, it's one of our, we'll come on to the topics of uh, in the moment anyway. But that was good limbs that day. To be fair, winning four 0 away at Sheffield Wednesday, um, we lost their three 0 to Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> Another early departure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I must have probably left early that day. I don't know. I can't. Remember. I think I might have stayed to the end. I know. I, 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 I stayed to I the end because it's one of those weird games. So I stayed that game. But then Dan, <laughs> I left early though on the 29th of November. A three-one defeat at the hands of Ipswich. And that's something no, I, I stayed for that as well. I yeah. I wasn't there, but I turned my telly off at three. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I was stuck in the car park for an hour after kickoff. That's how. That's. Yeah, I mean an hour after after full time. Oh, yeah, sorry, an hour, hour after full time. Uh, sorry, an hour, an hour after yeah, kickoff. Yeah. Absolute touch, mate. No, Turn around. An hour time. after, hour after full time is awful. I'd work the next day. I have no idea why we did it in the end, but 
PTG yeah. for the club, eh? I was definitely worse for wear at work the next day. But hey, <laughs> we, we move. I, you I were worse for wear when you turned up, mate. <laughs> I remember seeing you through a game. I was, I was in a weird uh, complex mind, I think, at the time. <laughs> Safe to say. <laughs> weird complex. You were looking at me like, uh, oh, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, follow me away. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> what more do I need to say? Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Moving um, swiftly on. I don't think there's much point asking for highlight of November because we all know it's a 4-0 win over Sheffield Wednesday yeah. and the rival Joe Edwards, obviously, <laughs> you know, combination of that. We'll, we'll swift, uh, swiftly round off 2023 with December. A 1-1 draw. Month ha- as well, actually. Yeah, a 1-1 mm. draw at home to Sunderland, a 1-0 defeat away at Cardiff, a 3-2 defeat to Leicester, a 1-1 draw against Huddersfield, a 0-0 draw against Stoke, and then we finally won some games, a 2-0 victory <laughs> over QPR and saw it off with a 1-0 win over Norwich City. Um I think obviously just the importance of getting a couple of wins of back to back there, chats, wasn't it? You know, Boxing Day, we really needed it and we got it in the end, didn't we? At the hands of QPR. Go on, Stephen. Yeah, it was a tough month for, for Joe Edwards. Um, some tough fixtures in there. Um, I think the uh, Huddersfield game was a particularly good memory, not necessarily the game, but afterwards with all us or some of us boys from the pod going yeah, out like, and end up in London Bridge, that was pretty good. Conceding. Conceding a 96th minute penalty probably wasn't the highlight of the year, but you know, that's by and by, that's what you know, being a Millwall fan is. Um, Boxing Day I was mean, huge, to be honest, Stephen. We Matt, we signed it off in style, really, didn't we? It's not, is there any other way Millwall could really have near enough signed off that year? No, it was fantastic. Um, finally beating Norwich, my mate, um, up in the away end, all thinking smug and thinking they were going to beat us again. Um, we were yeah, very I- good. I can relate night. to you that day because I had some work colleagues in the Norwich end and uh, yeah, it was very <laughs> nice to walk back into work in the new year and see. Oh, uh, mate, I had it. I was giving him a lift home. So uh, as soon as I saw him, I was like, no, we're humble. We don't say anything. You know, it's all good. And then just give him an absolute barrage of reviews for actually winning the game. But December, um, around and off 2023, interesting year for the club. Ended it the right way with a win. Finished um, on a high, a couple yeah. of wins that really did give us a boost. Obviously, Going on to the next, we, we won three in a row, obviously, with the, the next game after that. But those two yeah. results were, were very, very key. Talking points of 2023, uh, home form, I guess, is the real one for us, wasn't it? I mean, I ain't got the numbers in front of me, but that really kind of sticks in the memory. You know, obviously, it wasn't really a good hunting ground for us, our home patch, was it, in 2023? No, that... no not great. No, uh, no it a lot better. So, you know, hopefully, we turn the corner with that QPR and um, Norwich wins and even... Leicester wasn't a bad performance, was it? So hopefully we've just we turned a corner. We talk hopefully, about new year, new Millwall. We talk about standout sorts. moments in the sense that um, Stephen, like games wise and results wise, it's all like for me Stoke away, Cardiff away, Sheffield Wednesday away. You know, and it, it's kind of you know that's kind of sums up our year, I think, in the sense, isn't it? The away form was obviously much better, and and obviously away days are more enjoyable anyway. I feel like, but it just it, it kind of feels like real talking point of twenty twenty three, where it then turned into. <laughs> The anti-fortress. What's another word for against fortress? It turned into our sloppy patch, I suppose. <laughs> I'm trying to think of words here to say it. Which probably <laughs> the, lion, it just, the lion continued the to get tamed at their own den in their there own den. The journalist yeah, will come go. up with a headline for us and tagline. <laughs> go on, Stephen. It, it, away. I think you're right. When you go away from home with Millwall, I'm, I'm sure every other fan will say about their club. But when you go away from home, it's fantastic, especially when you get a decent following or you get a good result or you know things happen. It's just been unreal. And unfortunately. We had more of those moments away from home than what we did at home. Um, mm. Ultimately, I think the home form at the back end of last season cost us dearly 
with the playoffs and the home form this season. I mean, if you look at our away form and where we are in the table uh, in this current season, if we'd have had even just a 50% improvement on our home form, we could be really challenging for the for the top six so um as dan said the hopefully new year new mill will couple of results at home a good performance against leicester in the cup obviously 2024 um need to get back to making it difficult for teams to come away with points from the den and who knows what will happen if we can hold that away form as well how many games mill went away from home this season guys uh this year 2023 Ooh, that's a good question um without the list in front of me i'm gonna go 10 it's lower I was going to say 8 is it 8 I think it's 7 I've, I've only just okay. skimmed it and cut it as quick as possible but 7 wins away from home in 2023 which is not a bad return Ooh, and we, like more actually I mean oh, considering we went I think because they're so euphoric when we do win away from home I think yeah, that's yeah. Weird, isn't it? So the celebrations think, yeah. last a while I listed 3 or 4 I didn't even say about QPR I didn't say about Plymouth there and you know so the, you know, the away games always stick wait Plymouth did we win that one say. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I think we'll uh, wrap up. I don't know how to call this section here. What, what, what are we calling it? Is this our, well, our, just, our, our the that Millwall podcast awards of twenty twenty three? Awards of twenty twenty three. Yeah, there you go. That's it. We've got eight different um, content, candidate. No, eight different categories. Categories. Thank you. I'm not. You can tell I'm not a poet. I'm not a word wordsmith. My poet. <laughs> We're gonna get on. We're gonna crack because on. You do my work with words for a living. Yeah. Thank God. For, thank God for that. <laughs> right. Um. We've got eight different. Uh, categories as we uh, just as discussed there um, and we're going to go over each one and give some standout p- picks from that uh, for each topic so straight away number one best goal who wants to go first on that one I'll go to you Stephen uh, for me and I don't think it's any real surprise it's George Savile's goal at Sheffield Wednesday um, we'd all been caught well I'd certainly have been calling for him to come back in the team he'd, I think he'd been in a couple of weeks before maybe the week before and that ball dropped perfectly for that man's left foot and just unreal scenes when that hit the back of the net. I know people to say about the position of the keeper. I don't care. It's the best goal we scored in 2023, in my opinion. Is this the moment where I say I missed it, trying to get a pint before half time? I knew that. I did. Yeah, yeah. And Ben did as well. Was he with yeah. you? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, you. Yeah, I was going it. down to join them, and I had the perfect view because I just stepped onto the staircase as it fell off. <laughs> but I had the perfect view of it. This so, uh, every way they were was a party. All right. And uh, <laughs> sometimes you get you miss the moments of magic. What can I say? Um, Dan, what's your pick for best goal? Well, we're so just for the context of listeners, we're all going to try and pick a different contender each. So you can all have the benefit of voting on them um, in the comments on Twitter. So I'm going to go for Romain Essay's goal away at Middlesbrough on the opening day of the season. Uh, nice. Just a brilliant goal. Very well taken. Great work by Idemo to set up the goal. Um, was it even Billy Mitchell who played the ball out to Idemo? It might have I can't been. Remember. Yeah, down the left-hand that, side. So that was a goal, yeah. a goal, made, a goal made in Calmont Road. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think that's a that's one of the best goals I think we've scored. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one as my go- uh, goal of 2023. I know you're good with your words and taglines, but a goal made in Calmont Road just doesn't have any good ring to it, does it? It doesn't, does it? And also, oh. didn't Amaku we signed him from Ireland? So yeah, but he played, he played for the under 23. <laughs> he played for the under 23 yes, quite a bit last did. season. Yeah, <laughs> stick it to him. Um, best goal. I'm stuck between two because obviously I want to make it a free to choose from. Um, I'll give you both of them, and I actually ask you guys to help me decide it. I've got a, I've got Sean Fleming against Stoke. 
I think Savile does good work, wins the ball. Fleming travels unaided and obviously not, you know, un, uncontested as well. So, which kind of takes it for me, but it was still a great finish. Um, I think for me, that's probably my pick. But the other one was Duncan Watmore against QPR because just felt like a big goal, good finish. And obviously, he only just arrived to us as well. So, who do you mm. think? I think I think Fleming I'm going to go for for my one, I think, Japs. I, I would probably agree with you there. They're two decent contenders. Um, mm. But I, I think if we're being, I think Fleming is is the better goal. Yeah, there absolutely. Cool. Goal. Next one is best game. Um, Go on, think... Ivy, you, you kick us off the best yeah, game. Yeah, you do this one. Yeah, It's easy though, isn't it? Sheffield Wednesday away. It's, I think it doesn't get better than that. And if Dan, if you don't go for Plymouth away, then I, I don't know why we have because, to but... Well, no, no, no. Because, because we've got best game and best away day, I've tried to differentiate a little bit. So for best game, I've gone for Sheffield United at home when we won 3-2 earlier this season. I like it. I like something it. Just, something just felt proper Millwall about that day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, I like that. So obviously Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United at home, two Sheffield sides there, but on the wrong side of the Lions. And then for you, Stephen, who's your best game of... So on the on the basis that, again, picking away, Sheffield United was one I had jotted down. Sheffield Wednesday was also another one that I had jotted down. But I'm going to go with the last game of 2023, Millwall won Norwich nil. I felt that Ashley Barnes brought out the best of Millwall Football Club. Thank you very much, Mr. Barnes. Um, it brought the fans together. It brought the players together. Um, and I think it could end up being a catalyst for Edwards to really kick on. And it was the perfect way to end the year. Um, also mentioned to, I thought that night, Brooke Norton Coffee was absolutely outstanding and a standout performance to, to end the year for me. There you have it. All right, then, Dan, best away day. Yeah, it can't be anything else, really, can it? Um, I'm giving one of you boys a free hitter on a different game. Um, but yeah, for me, ha- absolutely has to be Plymouth. And I think, to be honest, if you was one of the 600 that was down at Plymouth that night, then you would probably agree with me. I think I'm, I'm struggling to narrow it down to one away day. But Stephen, off you guys to give me what your best away day is. Um, it, for me, QPR at the start of the season, the 2-1, when Ollie Burke scored that second goal. Uh, I actually thought we played really well Um probably better than 2-1 if that makes any sense I thought we could have mm. actually been maybe three or four but the the just the whole the whole thing I think Dan mentioned earlier we hadn't won there for a long time the eight since the 80s and when that second goal hit the back of the net it was just an unreal moment so yeah QPR away for me I promise I'm not cheating but I'm gonna go Sheffield Wednesday again for two yeah. best game and best away day because I think it is valid for the podcast joke uh, the internal podcast joke I'm gonna say whole away because you know because that's the ongoing joke amongst us lot we'll never deviate into why but yeah we'll um, see you all in hull in a couple we'll, of weeks. we'll see it we'll, we'll be there <laughs> whole way we'll be there <laughs> um so yeah uh Sheffield Wednesday away for me for best away because I think yeah it's probably the culmination of all emotions and getting that win new manager no better feeling and a great day in Sheffield and yeah moving on best limbs um I'll come to you first Stephen what's your best limbs of 2023 please don't this oh you've said that now and I'm, I I know you're gonna go oh this is it the best limbs for me and this is gonna be a bit of a surprising one was Wes Harding's goal against Watford Ooh. um that when that hit the when that ball come over and hit the back then there's videos on um twitter and youtube of the celebrations just absolutely phenomenal we had, we obviously we didn't have a manager um but that ball hit the back of the net and he just thought we were going to win the game and it was unreal for me unreal like it i'm going to go next dan um because i yep. don't want mine to get nicked and it's i hate to bring this day up again because it's the worst day ever but 
Oli Burke 3-1 against Blackburn Rovers was unbelievable limbs. For the den as well, because we talk about the den and not, you know, the atmosphere being a bit naff. I had, and I'm, I'm not normally this kind of person, but I had bruises up my legs for two weeks after that game because yeah. I fell forward two rows because it was like the best limbs I think I've seen at Den since Huddersfield at home when we scored yeah. it and Robertson scored that header. It just was sheer delirium, and everyone was like, "Oh my fucking god, here we are!" Yeah. This is it. And like, <laughs> I think, and I, I think you'll do well to beat that one. If I'm totally honest, I know Watford's a good shout, and I know a lot of people don't want to think back to that day, but that thought of being three up at half time, but also that goal in particular because Burke's gone through finished it with a plum as well thinking jesus it's christ finish, it's yeah. happening it's happening and I, I, I even get goosebumps now thinking about it despite hating that day so much that moment when we went through one up was impeccable against blabber rovers <laughs> go on dan yeah um both of them are on my lists um i do agree with absolutely everything you've said about the ollie burke goal so it's going to allow me to list off a couple which i'm going to have to obviously pick out of one of them so i've gone for brook norton coffee v sheffield wednesday George Savile v Plymouth Argyle and another mention for Ollie Burke, this time for his goal against QPR. Um, again, three good limbs. I think I'm going to just edge it, not for George Savile, I'm going to edge it for Brook Norton Cuffey. I think yeah. for that goal at Sheffield Wednesday. We was all there, it was a great day. I think Sheffield yeah. Wednesday might get a clean sweep, you know, for, for some of these uh, polls. I can feel it. it. Do, but so, but yeah. I think Ollie Burke's limbs, it, it does need its context, I think. Cause it, yeah, it was that's like, no, I, I would think, agree. I yeah, I would agree. We'll win the poll because of what happened that day. But for the context, 100%, I, I am fully with you. Right. Um, next up is best business. Um I struggle to think what to put for best business. I think I'm going to go oh, with just, Also, let's just give the context out to the to the listeners. So, best business. So, because we haven't made an absolute plethora of signings, we've decided to go with um, best signing, best departure or best contract extension, just to broaden out the fields a little bit for us. Do you want the best signings for me, though, Dan? And this is a very glass half full and very positive one. It's the appointment of Joe Edwards as middle manager or middle okay. head coach. There you go. I'm going to be very positive because 2024 is going to be one of those years we look back on and go, what the fuck was that year? It's going to be an unbelievable year for Millwall because Joe Edwards is in charge because we appointed him in 2023. There you are. Okay. Dan, what's your one, mate? Um, I'm kind of torn between two now. I'll throw the other one in once Stephen said he's. Um, but I'm going to go, in terms of best business, I'm going to go for Casper because he just looks, mm. a, I just think he just looks a cut above at this level, to be completely honest. Well, we'll see. It seems full of confidence at the moment. So hopefully that does prove the case when he comes back very soon. Well, Stephen? Um, for me, it's a little bit of a rogue one. And I'm, before the comments get at me, let me explain. I think the sign of Idemo Amaku, um, yes, he the deal was, I think, agreed in the December of 2022, but he didn't officially become a Millwall player until January the 1st. Um, I think it was a very brave move for the club to go to Ireland, a, a league that, let's face it, you know, it's not spoken about at the same levels as, as other leagues out there um we'd sent scouts to obviously go and watch him and at the moment <clears throat> i think it's looking like a very very good piece of business um raw talent pacey there's goals in him i think and um we, we managed to do that and get him in under the radar and i don't think any other clubs have perhaps been been linked with him at all so um a good coup from the club on january the 1st 2023 Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say for best business, Hang we're yeah. agreeing to mutually terminate Gary Routes' contract just for be a bit, a bit of joking around there. But I'm <laughs> that's also that's also on my list. But another <laughs> one I think that will go down well. I think it's got to be said was obviously Jules Long's departure. Not much more really needs to be said other than thanks, Norwich City. 
Well, to, to carry into the next one, worst business, mine was offering free oh. goalkeepers new contracts. Worst okay. business from... Okay, that's a road, that's a road uh, one. I'm, I'm going next. I've got the because there's a bit of deviation there, but I think, yeah. you know, it is a road one, but we obviously committed to George Long as the number one goalkeeper, committed to Bart Bielkowski as backup, and had Conor Truman as well sign a new contract. All <laughs> at the same time, and in hindsight, it probably was a bad decision and not, not the worst business, but for me, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a key moment of this, of 2023. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Alan Campbell. I think, I think it's quite obvious to be completely honest. He just hasn't <laughs> turned into the player we all thought he was going to be and taken up a loan slot. We're probably paying his wages. It just seems like a bit of a waste of time for everyone. Why has it gone back yet? I know we're not doing that today, but why has it gone back I don't even think it... I don't even loot with him. To be honest, <laughs> if he hasn't gone back and it's the 9th of January, unless a club comes in for him with a good permanent offer, I don't think he'll be going anywhere. <laughs> Stephen? Um, for me, I meant, I touched on it earlier. I thought the fact that we chased Kevin Nisbet for all of last January when it was clear that we needed a little bit of a push... Um, Previously, the year before, we didn't do much business in the January before, and it cost us. So this time, you thought, right, we're really going to go for it. They identified a player, and they took him so long to try and sort it all out. And then with two days before, three days before the window closed, um, this bit deal fell through. And I think that was a, a little bit of a blow. Yes, what more it looks to be an, a shrewd signing. Obviously, we got Burke as well that we touched on. But to, to chase one player and, and for it to fall through, at a time where a striker coming in really could have made a difference to our season, just really poor for me. Putting that into context on a Twitter poll would be great. So can I? Can I? <laughs> it's not going to go on the Twitter poll, but can I add a bit of a bit of a rogue one in there very quickly? Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going to say Joe Bryan. <coughs> um, wow. Okay, you've gone big because so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so I've gone far. big. Well, so far. Because, yeah. Because, yeah, because put it simply. We knew he had his injury problems, but he's missed a, a lot of football. We look a much better team when for, uh, when he's playing, and he just hasn't played enough, really, has he? He's going to be a, probably one of the bigger earners at the club as well. Um, yeah, I've just there's a good player in there, and when he's played, he has looked good. But we just need we need him more more on the pitch. So yeah, I, for that reason, I have to put Joe Bryan, I think. Not as not as my number one, but I think if you're looking for a bit more of an outside of the box one, I think that's one that maybe you could pick. Cool. Right. Um second to last one on this list is worst moment. Um it's not, it's not it's, I think we all know what the answer is gonna be, but I'm gonna try and find a rogue one and obviously let one of you say the the, the Blackburn game. I'm gonna say losing back to back away games to uh in, in to Hull and Wigan towards the end of the season I think they were big moments and for me anyway was the worst moment of 2023 following Millwall because we had two long journeys committed to going up there we got, we're going there and you just want the players to get over the line we couldn't um, back-to-back defeats away from home against uh, Hull and Wigan two teams struggling at the time as well may I add and nothing to play for Wigan got relegated in the end <laughs> 2023 there you go there's my one Dan do you want to take the obvious one well, I mean, I've I've also because of this scenario, I also came out of a couple of others. So I'll say them actually, to be honest. So I also thought thought of two. So I had Huddersfield home, as we discussed earlier. That's kind of where we felt like we could be in a bad spot here in terms of form and results dropping off. And then also the Leeds game, just for again all the reasons we discussed earlier, just felt like route completely ran out of road by that point and. Yeah, we just everything just felt really bad around the club at that point. 
Maybe we put Narrowing the meta choice. Maybe one. we put the meta. Yeah, maybe we put the meta choice of Blackburn in there. But maybe we have our rogue choice of. Um, I don't know. Maybe that Stephen, you have a choice of one that's a bit rogue. But then we'll put the Blackburn one in there anyway. We'll put four on this one. Do you have one more that's not that's not been listed yet? Um, I'd, do you want to just narrow what one you're picking, Dan? Just for the ah, of course, out of the two. Okay, I'll I'll go with Leeds. Okay, and then what would you've got, Stephen? I would say, obviously, not going with the obvious. I think that's a, a, a pretty standard um, answer. I actually think the Norwich away um, this season, when Browett sarcastically clapped the supporters um, after chanting, uh, the, obviously the fans were chanting at him, and he stood up and clapped. And I think when you do that at Millwall, you've got problems. Um, mm. and, and that to me, that to me was the real beginning of the end because there was no coming back from that. We could have, we could have turned around and won that game and people would have still remembered what he did. Um, so yeah, for me, that was a pretty, that was a pretty, um, pretty poor moment to be honest all round. Right. There you go. Um, last one on the list I've got here is a best player of 2023. Off you go, Dan. Who's your nominee for best player of 2023? So, obviously, because this is based off the second half of last season, the first half of this season, my vote is going to go to Tom Bradshaw. Scored some important goals. And whenever we've kind of written him off as the per- as the striker that might not be for us, he always seems to pop up, get himself back into the team, has that work rate that we love and has a knack of scoring a goal at an important time when we need one. So, yeah, I think Bradshaw over the course of the last 12 months merits my vote. So my, my nomination is going to go to Tom Bradshaw. I'm obviously going to back him up with his wingman that got us a lot of goals last season, um, not performing this season, but um, I'm also going to say Danny McNamara. So there you go. There's my, there's my one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See him Fleming. See him Fleming. Um, I'm going to put into the mix for 2023. I, to be honest, I'm just going to come in on that one quickly. I know Fleming has had his fair bit of criticism, but if you actually... You know, I know football isn't played entirely on stats. Players do have to pass the eye test. But from a stats point, Fleming isn't doing actually that bad, to be completely honest. I think, yeah, he's been a little bit underrated this season. And he's, I think he's adapting to football under Edwards. And I think he, he could very much explode into life in this team once he gets a little bit more used to the system. So I don't think it's a bad shout. But yeah, certainly I think, you know, he deserves to be in the top three if you're looking at the year as a whole. And we'll save George Sable for Stephen. So, yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel like you've you have saved that for me, which I appreciate, um, because without a shadow of a doubt, George Shavell was robbed of player of the season in yeah. in uh, 2022-23. I absolutely robbed. I, I, I'm sure there are lots of people that agree I'll with that. i for him. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, I think Sav is a leader. He's he's a, a Millwall type player and someone that we we massively miss when he's not in the team. Um, outstanding. 2023 for me um i'm just pleased you guys didn't steal him because it would have broke my heart to have to pick someone else because he was just for me levels above i felt like i had to go for uh fleming purely because obviously i've, I've been banging the drum for him still and doubling down on fleming but i would i would have said savile um if, if i might have been my actual pick uh but also leonard if he wasn't injured which is the story of brian leonard at Millwall. so it's just his injury his injury holding back yeah it's a name that came in as well. And to be honest, maybe him extending his contract could also be another outsider for better bit of business. It's quite telling that neither of us or none of us have gone for like a defender though. I know Leonard, we're just saying Leonard there, but in a, in a weird way of like a Millwall kind of, you know, we always say defenders do well at Millwall and, you know, we're, we're typically quite renowned for our defensive ability. 2023 has not been that year either. That's a kind of conclusion well, I take from it, if, isn't it? 
if Chris if Cresswell would stayed in the summer, Charlie come home in January. Um, I think he probably would have made my list. To be completely, we honest. didn't have a best moment in there. We done worst moment, but not best moment. But in a weird way, what like kind of odd stat? Maybe another one like an odd standout. Not even like a category, but just an odd standout was um Creswell pocketing Carol the way he did because that, that yeah, I was about to say. yeah, that like, was yeah, a... because I was thinking earlier on when we was doing the show, I was like. Creswell against Carroll was like a real kind of like a big moment, I felt like. Obviously, Bradshaw had a lot of individual performances that stick out um, and Fleming too. But I think for me, like that performance against uh, Red in the Way just dominated a, a well-renowned target man who's, you know, been around the block a few times and, and was doing all right for Red as well last season. I think, yeah, he deserves some credit for that. I also think just as a little bit of a rogue one, and this is, it's a, I want to say a moment, but an actual game that I think, that we've seemed to forget and we didn't really mention was the Burnley performance at home after Sheffield United. We'd we'd put everything into that Sheffield United game. And I thought for Burnley, who were free scoring, obviously walked away with the league that night. We played quite well under the circumstances and to, to nick a draw how how we did. I think the effort of the players that night was was certainly to be commended because um, Sheffield United and Burnley taking four points out of those two games was was a phenomenal effort. Definitely, absolutely agree with you there. Um, I think that's our that's our lot, isn't it? I think we've got any other. We don't know if there's any other um, categories, is there? No, that's it. No, we've got enough no. there, and there's, there's plenty of options for for the listeners to go and choose from. We'll um, chuck a comment in onto uh, YouTube and also put tweets out. Um, be sure to check out our Twitter where we do the polls. Um, be sure to comment below what you think and leave your opinions. And obviously, if you disagree with what we said, come at us and. Uh, feel free to debate it with us because we love to do that. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the review of 2023 of That Mill Podcast. Dan, thank you for joining me today, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, see you Saturday. Thank you. See you Saturday. Stephen, thank you, mate. You made me talk about Blackburn again. So (laughs) I'm going to say thanks for having me, but at the same time, you've made me really, really sad. But it's great to to look back. It is great to look back. Yeah, it's great to look back on some of the, the better moments, shall we say, of 2023. 2023, I think we said it was, was it October or what month it was. This will be a month to forget. I think 2023, it, although significant off the pitch, on the pitch, it'll be one that we will want to forget as Millwall fans. So, yeah. yeah, thanks for watching and thanks for tuning in and listening, guys. Be sure to like the videos and subscribe if you're new. And uh, obviously, check out our socials, as mentioned earlier there. So, thanks for watching. See you later. Bye-bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.